Like, I don't identify as an addict. Straight up. I don't identify as an addict, a recovering addict. I don't speak that label over my life. Not because I think words are power and manifestation. I just, eh. I'm a follower of Jesus. Have some trauma in my past. I was addicted to, I was addicted, past tense, to, I'll, I'll show you my scars. I don't have any, any issues with that. But I don't identify with that. Does that mean that someone who does identify with that, I need to then take them and, and, and clip them and drag them? I think that's kind of trash. Bruce Lawn. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Some shots fired. Um, I said this video came across, and it said something terrifying just happened in these churches. And then has Vadi Bakum in it, which is not Vadi directly talking about this. But I thought this, this was a bit unfair, but I need you guys to help me unpack this, because maybe I'm bugging. Okay. The next tool they use is jamming. Why is it that in the majority of American churches, single people feel isolated? So this is this is the 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 clip from the Bible Project. And this is from my hour long talk. Okay, and right, listen, listen to the actual words he's saying. Jamming. Why is it that in the majority of American churches, single people feel isolated and not included and alone? Because the dominant paradigm is get married and have kids. That's the pathway to a meaningful life. And I just. I would say, yeah, in our churches, that is the pathway to a meaningful life. And that is what's been presented. Maybe to a fault. Maybe not. Tim goes on to make an argument for why maybe that shouldn't be the North Star for everyone. Just to, just to be super clear, I'm really pretty sure that Jesus doesn't share that view. I mean, Jesus was single, right? We follow a single Messiah. That never had kids and was never married. He didn't get married, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just like historical fact number one. Do, do, you, do you think Jesus did not have a meaningful life? Do you think Jesus actually didn't think meaningful life was possible because he didn't have sex and he didn't get married? Like, that's, we laugh at it because all of a sudden we realize it's so ridiculous. He had probably the most meaningful human life that a human has ever had. <laughs> but somehow we don't compute that. And so we, we end up creating churches where people who are not married feel second class, and where people who are feel even more ostracized, because where do they fit, right? And so here, so here we're, we're right to it. In Jesus' view, in Jesus' view. So I guess the controversy here is that he says people who are... Now, I think what this video is going to do is play a bit of semantics. I do think that one of the coolest things anybody can do is get married and have kids. I do think that's literally how we continue on our species. I don't think that's the only way to a fulfilled life. I do think that people can be single and celibate and have a very fulfilled life. But if you're burning with lust, you should get married. Per 1 Corinthians chapter 7. There are multiple ways that a human can image God's love. What does a life of singleness, whether you're straight, whether you're gay, it doesn't matter. What does a life of singleness dedicated to Jesus lead to? You have enormous amounts of time and resources free now to dedicate to serving others, to loving others in the name of Jesus. And the history of the church is marked by incredible, incredible heroes and heroines of the faith who have done that. And their lives were not diminished in one bit. I mean, there's a lot of single people that contributed to church history. That's a fact. And we also have some of that probably because of the influence of the Catholic church. 
I think we're disconnected with that because we forget that I think in uh, was it Second Corinthians, Paul talks about First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, that Peter actually brought a wife, and other apostles had brought wives with them. So the apostles, specifically Peter, for a fact we know was married and would bring his wife. Somehow that got disconnected, probably because they were gleaming at Jesus and other people who were not getting married, and maybe the times were more tumultuous, and they didn't want to get married. But there are both married and single people doing the work of Jesus. That is a good thing, okay? This is used to apparently try to make Tim Mackey seem as if he's affirming. He's not. You can make the argument that he's soft on this question. Okay, but does this make him affirming? I think I think this is a bit of a reach in this video. And so if I'm a follower of Jesus and I sense the high calling to not be married and to give my life, what doesn't, sexual orientation doesn't matter, he's, he's calling me to not have sex. With people of the opposite gender or the same gender, it doesn't, he doesn't highlight one as more than the other. Just he's talking about being celibate. And if we're talking orthodoxy and you are same-sex attracted, we would say that orthodoxy and sexuality within orthodoxy would be to submit that to God unless your desires change. Some are that way and don't act that way. They choose to be celibate. Right? Like, I'm shocked that the, the way this is framed, like, are we listening to the same video? Now, again, you could say, well, he's being soft on it. Okay. Or maybe he's attempting to humanize people that are struggling with this. This has its place within the covenant symbol-making of the image of God. It's not the Let's play it again. This has its place within the covenant symbol-making of the image of God. I mean, within the covenant structure that God has created known as a marriage, a one-man, one-woman marriage. Are we listening to the same video? It seems like he's affirming that very clearly, and it does not seem like he's affirming LGTV lifestyle and LGTV marriage. Hey, you want to see something crazy? 67% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. Do me a quick favor. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date on all the videos here on the Bless God Studios channel. It's not the only way to symbol in the image of God, but it is that way. In Messiah Jesus, there is no male or female, no slave or free, no Jew or non-Jew, no gay, no straight, just beautiful humans made in the image of God who are deeply flawed. The verse says, the title here is, is the verse really saying that? The verse does say, there's neither G, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither male nor female, there's never slave nor free. He added no gay nor straight, right? Just people who are deeply flawed. And who all need God's grace. Can someone self-identify as gay and be a Christian? Someone can identify as someone who is struggling with same-sex attraction. Uh-huh. You, you will struggle. And some people will call those, will, will identify that as that's what yes. they will call themselves. You yes. don't have a problem and with that. I have a big problem with that. You do have a big problem I, I, with that. And I'll tell you why. Okay. So you say you're a gay Christian, you know what you're doing? You're putting on the wrong team jersey. It's a paradox. And you're work. going out on the field and you're playing. Okay. So she's saying the language you should use is to be same-sex attracted, struggling with same-sex attraction. Other people would say, look, man, it is what it is. I'm LGTV, but I'm side B. I don't know if you guys are familiar with side B. Side B are people who identify 
as same-sex attracted, they identify with G-A-Y, yet they are side B. They've submitted their, orient, their, their orientation, their sexuality to God, and they've chosen to be celibate onto the glory of God. And the sad part about this is these folks are hate, not hated, but they're not liked by the LGTV community. They're ostracized by that community. And now we're saying, well, if you don't, if you, if you use any of that sort of language, you're, you're wrong. And I would just say, well, then we're just, we're, are, are, aren't, aren't we splitting hairs about language? Are you LGTV or are you same sex, struggling with same-sex attraction? What difference does it make? They're submitting their, they're submitting it to celibacy. That's a W. That's a W. Now, I would agree that you probably shouldn't lead with your orientation as the primary driver of your identity if that's the label over your life, right? You probably shouldn't lead with that. Like, your label should be follower of Jesus. Follower of Jesus, right? But I feel like we're, 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 we're conflating language and semantics instead of saying, what's the heart under what Tim Mackey is saying? What's the heart behind what uh, these folks in the LGTV community who are... Uh, uh, repenting and choosing to live celibate lifestyles what's the heart of side b not well tim Mackey said gay and therefore he's affirming and so it's like okay so let's just say it's a miscategorization area let's just say that's not helpful to use that word so then we're gonna make him seem like he's affirming like is this is this a fair edit like is this a fair edit and, and a fair framing because you can go watch the full hour-long talk and he's not affirming he's very clearly not affirming He's not even murky about affirming. He's saying there's only one place for sexual pleasure that's in a covenantal marriage. I don't know what else you have to say at that point. And you're confusing everybody. You may be a Christian who struggles with same-sex attraction. You may be a Christian who struggles with any manner of sin. But as soon as you embrace an adjectival modifier and claim that as your identity, you are not identifying fully with Christ. And here is what you are saying. You say you're a gay Christian. You are saying, Holy Spirit, don't touch me there. That's off limits. That's my identity. Um, I don't think same-sex attracted Christians are saying that's my identity and that's what I lead with. I think they're saying it is what it is. I think the idea that th this is soft on sin is a slippery slope fallacy. Because, oh, Tim Mackey's soft on sin. Next thing you know, he's going to be affirming. No, 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 no. You could use whatever language people prefer, side B, side X, whatever, and say this is what they identify as, yet they have this submitted as a side B Christian. The way they talk about jamming is that they, they, they want to eliminate and reverse what they call psychic rewards. I know, honestly, I wish God would have made it so much simpler than it was like A, B, C, or D. Like and then like to juxtapose this with, with Mike Todd being, in my opinion, substantially more sloppy than Tim Mackey, I think is a bit unfair. Frick! No, I'm serious! As a pastor, like, so what do you think about gay men? I don't know. And you're welcome at Transformation Church. Like, this is such a cringe take on, on, on Mike Todd's part. To, to, as he's freestyling and he's flowing and, con, con, like, conflating that with Tim Mackey, who was very sober and very careful with the language he used. Very specific language to use. Trans is in the title. Transformation, you can be here. I mean, had the love. Right? I mean, is it me or is this unfair? Is this me or is this unfair? I think I think it's rather unfair. I think it's rather unfair. It's like this. There are some there are some Christians you will find that go through the process of recovery. 
and they will forever say, I'm an addict. They will forever say, I'm an addict. And then there are other Christians that will go, how dare you say you're an addict? You're born again. You're a child of God. You should never say you're an addict. You, you struggle with addictive ideation, but you're not an addict. If the end result is the same, what does it matter? Am I, am I, am I, am I crazy? So you might say Christians shouldn't identify with the, them being addict, even if they've been sober for 25 years. Cool, man. That's your, that's your thing. But if you say, I, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm a Christian, I love God, I'm a family man, and I'm a, re I'm a recovering addict, and you allow that to be a part of your thing. And by the way, I don't know anyone that, that, that I don't know anyone that's celibate who has their submitted to celibacy that leads with gay Christian. I don't know those people. Usually people who identify themselves as that are progressive and are affirming and think there's nothing wrong with it. So again, we're conflating labels. Usually people who lead with, I am a gay Christian, are seldom celibate and have that submitted to God. They're usually Christian, follower of Jesus. Oh, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm queer. I'm same-sex attracted. I'm side B. So we're conflating. So if someone is an addict, and you think they shouldn't use the title addict because you're a saint, brother. You're freed in the Holy Spirit. You're blah, 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 blah. No, some people just, they went through the 12-step program and that's what it is and blah, 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 blah. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. Blah, blah, blah. Some people don't like that. It's semantics. At the end of the day, are you on the road to recovery? Are you staying sober? Are you staying clean? That's the W. I believe Tim Mackey did make a mistake when he said there is no straight, no gay since that verse. That's fair. I would say that's fair. That verse didn't say that. He kind of sauced it up. But I don't think that that's in any way, shape, or form makes what he said equivalent to what Joel Osteen said or what um, Mike Todd said with the transformation or I, gay marriage. I don't know. I don't think that's the same thing. I think that's a bit unfair. And this, you know, the, the, and I don't understand how what Vadi Bakum has anything to do with this. Like it's these chopped up clips with all these different, you know, it's like heresy hunting without putting yourself on camera. Discernment ministries without ever having to exude any actual discernment. It's a nice collage and a nice editing, but what are we talking about? So if we want to disagree on what is the process of sobriety, I think we have freedom to disagree with that. Like I don't identify as an addict, straight up. I don't identify as an addict. I don't identify as a sex addict, a recovering addict. I don't speak that label over my life. Not because I think words are power and manifestation. I just, eh, I'm a follower of Jesus. Have some trauma in my past. I was addicted to, I was addicted, past tense, to porn. I'll, I'll show you my scars. I don't have any, any issues with that. But I don't identify with that. Does that mean that someone who does identify with that, I need to then take them and, and, and clip them and drag them? I think that's kind of trash. I don't think that's very charitable. And I see a lot of this in, in the... Christian community, just kind of like a lack of charity. And again, there's, a, there's things I disagree with Tamaki on. That's okay. It's okay to disagree with people and not dismiss them as heretics and false teachers, man. And if the entire robust world of the kingdom is reduced to your little tribe with your little group who only has the right theology and to believe the right thing and anyone who's not within these little lines is out and going to hell. That is such a shallow view of how robust and how beautiful and how diverse, and I don't mean diverse in a you know quota sense. I mean diverse in terms of just consonants, languages, cultures, secondary theology, essentials versus secondary theology. We can have a variety of perspectives on stuff 
and not dismiss and discard each other as unsaved, as false, as, right? Because when you're calling somebody a heretic or a false teacher, what you're really saying is they're not saved. That's a dangerous place to be in. Because I, I also find it interesting that because side B is not accepted by the LGBT, LGTV community, that they don't even like using the label side B. They just, they're just like, yo, like it just is where I'm recovering. I was like, I'm going to have somebody on from a recovering house in, in Nashville about this stuff, you know? And by the way, didn't Jesus say that the world will know you are my disciples by your love for one another? By your love for one another, by your love for other Christians, not by your love for people within your tribe and within your theology and within your camp. And at the very least, if we're going to disagree, which is fine, shouldn't we disagree charitably and lovingly and not maliciously and taking people out of context and framing them as equivalent with, I mean, Joel Osteen and Mike Todd, I think are pretty, you know, they, they, they were pretty sloppy. With this. I don't think Tim Mackey was that sloppy. I mean, I think he kind of added a little sauce to that verse. It's fair critique. So I don't know. I mean, that's how I see it. I think there's a way for us to speak truth but also at the same time presented seasoned with grace. Because remember, Jesus came full of grace and truth. He came full of grace and truth. It doesn't have to be a binary. Hey, this clip is from our daily after-party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month, where you get access to the replays of our daily after-party streams, as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast, Discord access that's private, and a discount code for our merch store, only $5 a month. And ultimately, it's the best way to help us contextualize the gospel of Jesus using media, podcasting, and of course, YouTube. The link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment. The perks are amazing. You should get on there. It's only $5 a month. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.